This is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Of course, we're sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction. Dayton Kane here. David Nason. Good morning, sir. Yes. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I, I'm doing well, but I'm a little saddened by the news we just heard about yes. Jimmy Buffett. Right. Uh, Barrett heads are mourning this morning. 76 years old. They right. said he did pass away peacefully. We know he's been sick since May when he started canceling shows, right. So, uh, but they're not saying what exactly was yeah. going on. But uh, so many great songs. Going to miss him. I did right. get to see his last show at Alpine Valley, my though. My dad did, too. I, I my dad was fortunate for that. For his birthday, his wife bought him, I think they had fifth row tickets. Something oh, wow. Like that. that was yeah. better than me. I've seen some videos. They were, I mean, they were literally right there. I thought I saw the, the back of your dad's head while <laughs> I was watching Buffett. <laughs> you probably saw a lot of people's heads. But yeah, yeah, it's sad. Um, yeah. I I wore out some CDs, if you can wear out a CD. Wore out some CDs, uh, especially when I was out sailing I bet. on that long trip that I took years ago. I bet. Staple south, so. in the music scene for many years. Since right. 1977 is when Margaritaville hit, but he had yep. hits before that even, so... Yep. Um, yeah, he, he wrote a song about me. He did. Yeah, son of a son of a sailor. Well, not me. I'm sorry. I said that before. My son. My son. Your son. So your son dad's a sailor. Yeah, I, I'm you're a sailor. A now your son. A sailor. Son of a son of a sailor. sailor. All right. Yep. Oh, uh, all right. Well, on to fixing yeah. things, I guess. So, what, how was your week? What? What? Anything weird exp- inspection wise that you came across? That not not weird that I came across. Um, when. Old houses, I had a couple that were 100 years old, one in Ocon- or two in Oconomowoc, two 100-year-old houses, one almost brand new, just a few years old up in Germantown area, uh, really nice home, nice uh, view from up on the roof. Nice. You, know, you get to see for miles sometimes when you're up on a roof, but um, yeah, great, great week, busy week again. It's been really up and down this year. Uh, two years ago, this time of the year, I'd been doing it just every week. I would be doing like eight inspections a week. It was so busy in 2020, even with with the pandemic. Right. Um, that was we were essential, and and uh, so I was I was just crazy busy. There were a lot of homes still back then, and a lot right. of people buying homes. And now a lot of people want to buy homes. There's just not enough homes right now. And uh, so a few weeks ago, very slow week. Last week a little busier. This week really busy. Good. And then this coming week, uh, schedule's pretty full already. And uh, and I got an interesting one that's, for th- that's Thursday. Interesting for me though, because you would think people would want to move. I guess not everybody has children. Yeah. But you would think before the school year that's, starts, it would be busier, not as school starting. Historically, but, that's the way the market yeah. would go. Spring gets really busy. Early spring, everybody's looking for a house. It gets really busy, and then you get a little bit of a lull. Uh, and in come summer, summer people are on vacation, something. Yeah. And then right before school started, we had this bump up. Yeah. And then a bit of a lull in late late August, early September. And then there's another rush again. Okay. And before before winter, and and we still stay a little busy through winter. But that very yeah. much mimics the housing 
improvement sure. calendar as well. Yeah. Our, yeah. Our, our leads that come in, our, our people looking to do things on their house. Spring's huge, yeah. and then it dies off a little bit during summer, then falls big again. And Basically then, reflects our lives. I guess. How, yeah. how, you know, how busy are we? What are we, what are we focused on? Right. Certain things. Summer, it's all about fun summer. and being out and exactly. doing out things on, outside. Out on the boat or wherever, right. concerts. And another thing. But. Okay. So Thursday, you said you got. Yes, I am driving all the way up to Marquette, Michigan. Why? To, That's not your territory. To look at a building. Okay. <laughs> so I, I've I've got certifications to do exterior inspections, certain types of exterior inspections. Right. EFs. Everybody calls it EFIS, but there's not a second I there. <laughs> it's no. Anyways, I try not to correct people on that. EFS is the exterior insulation and finish system. It's a synthetic stucco product that we apply over a, a foam insulation that's yeah. applied to the building. So this particular building needs to be inspected by a third party inspector before. Uh, basically, what I'm in, what I'm going to be inspecting is the waterproofing that's on the outside of the building, and the manufacturer of the EF system is requiring that the building be the waterproofing be inspected before. The EFs can go on. Oh, that's smart. And so I, I do some inspections for a consulting firm out of Chicago, and they contacted me and said, hey, this needs to be done. And so they put you up in a hotel? You're going to get shoes, no, wine, and no, dine? No, probably just drive, drive up and, and drive, drive back. back. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, there's not really that many people in, in the state of Wisconsin that do this type of inspection. Huh. I got into it almost five years ago. When I went to a, a um, seminar with Tom Faza and learned about this and my about certain things, I was like, "Wow, this is really interesting." All about exterior stuff and everything. Really, a little bit surprising too about what what we can the problems we can have uh, with these particular systems if they're not installed correctly. Right, right. And uh, so I got into it, got certified, and it's I I still love looking at this kind of stuff. All right. So, well, I I have another question on that, but we have to take a break. Right. So no guests this hour. We right. have a, a partial guest next yes, hour that right. will check in with us in the beginning of the hour. So wide open to questions. Anybody can call in with mm-hmm. anything about fixing your house. That's what the show's right. about. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. If you're just waking up this morning, sad news, Jimmy Buffett passed away peacefully last night at the age of 76. No release on what exactly was yeah. the problem, but we know he's been sick since May on and off. So. Yeah, and you know what? Probably not even knowing this last... I didn't know this the news last night, but my wife and I went out and went to a place where my son bartends, and she had a margarita. There you go. How appropriate. Mm. All right. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. I want to get back to EFIS, EFS, <laughs> right. FOSS, whatever you want to call it. But first, we go to Mary in Brookfield. She's got a question. Good morning, Mary. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Yes, I have two sump pumps that are constantly going all day and night. Every year, it just seems to get worse. So, I Mary, don't know who to call to. Yeah, where do you live, Mary? We're just don't, don't give me your address, but Is Brookfield? it a wet area? Yeah, are you in a low area? Yeah, well, 124th Burleigh area. Okay, yeah. Um, so a couple things. You, so the water table may be fairly high there. And, yeah. um, well, a couple of things that come to, come to mind. The f- float, you said you have two sump pumps? Yes, I do. Are they in the well, same? We moved here six- 
we always had two. Okay. There are they in different crocs? Meaning you have two crocs, two pumps? Side, one's on the south side. Okay. All right. So what you may try to do is adjusting the float that is in uh, on the pump because what you may if you have if you have a hair fairly high water table you might be trying to drain the water table which you'll never do. So yeah. Raising the float well, will allow a little more water to fill the crock which is okay, but you don't want you want to try to not bury when I say bury I mean um, you don't want the water to get above the drain tile that enters the uh, the right. crock because if yes. then they'll, the drain tile will never empty and at that point that's kind of where you want to you you don't want that water to come right up to the bottom of the the concrete slab so well I've talked to my plumber I had a plumber come out and he did something too to, to fill it up a little more okay and I, well, it hasn't really changed much okay the other thing is are you on city water or do you have a well no, we have yeah you have a well well community no, not a well. It's just, well, city water, yeah. City That's water. City okay. Water. I have, inst- have had heard instances where people have uh, a, a water lateral that comes to your house that springs a leak. And instead oh. of groundwater, because it's been a date and, you know, be, and during the commercial, he's like, hey, it's been a dry summer. Yeah, if your sump pump's it's running constantly, right. that's not dry good. Summer. Something's wrong. So you could check your utility bill, your water bill, and see... Mm-hmm. Turn everything off, you know, and, and, you know, contact the city of Brookfield to have a time when there's very low water usage or no water usage and see, it's not going to show up on your water meter if it's, you won't see your meter moving because it's going to be before the meter, but it is possible that, that, and it's happened before where people's water, water lines spring a leak. And so now you just have water running around your foundation constantly. Oh, what would they do about that? that well, they'd have, yeah, they'd have to do a little bit of investigation, but then they'd have to dig dig it up in your front yard and find out if there's a leak somewhere. That's a but, city issue, yeah, though. That so would be would something you talk yeah. with uh, about the city. A plumber, your plumber would be able to help you out with that as well. But it oh. that's a, that's a possibility. I'm not saying I'm sure that's it, but that is something to consider. Right. Lots of things yeah, to check out, good. unfortunately. Yeah, everybody else in my neighborhood, some pumps never run. Well, so that yeah. that seems to point a little more towards that because... A leak, yeah. Yeah, if you're in a low area, generally everybody's some pumps run frequently. So... Uh, no, not neighbors. Uh, yeah, unless your basement is... Unless your basement's a un- unusually tall basement, so you're deeper into the ground than other people are. But I, I talk to your plumber and you just give him a call and see what see what he thinks about investigating that, see if they can, I th- I'm not sure if they can put any dye in the water. I think that with a well, they can do that, but I don't know if city water, they try to see if there's water leaking mm. anywhere. Cause they, what they'd want to do is if you put water in the, in, you know, dye or something, and then you saw it come into your sump crock, you would know that it's leaking. So yeah. I don't know if they can do that. All right. So, well, thank you for the call, Mary. We appreciate yeah. it. Have a great weekend. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. If you want to get in, no guests this hour or next. So we'll take any calls or texts and talk about fixing up your home. Looks like a couple texts coming in. We're going to talk about a little bit more about EFIS and uh, just get your general feedback. It's Labor Day weekend, if you can believe that. The official, unofficial yeah. end of summer.
Um, so we also got to start thinking about fall maintenance and things that we need to do. So lots to talk about. It is a Fix-It show on WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Third Ward Art Festival going on today and tomorrow. If you're looking to get outside in the heat and walk around a little bit, uh, make sure you're bringing lots of water to drink. Put on the sunscreen. Even in Labor Day weekend, sunscreen is important. I know you feel tan, but look at this, David. Look at the peeling. I had the farmer tan, and then suddenly I didn't have the shirt covered, and yeah, you don't want to do that. I don't peel anymore. Skin cancer is on the way. This time of summer, I get yeah, well, you're nice and brown. So uh, go, get out and enjoy that. It is the Fix-It Show, the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. We do have another call. Let's go to Sylvia in Union Grove. Good morning. What's your question? Hi. I'm just wondering if you could point me in the direction as to uh, basement windows. So are you looking for a particular type, like glass block or... Yeah, either one, either base or um, block, or um, I don't know if there's like a shatterproof, you know, in case we cut the grass and then it hits it. You can get a tempered glass you put in there. Yeah, that's going to be a little pricey, especially for a basement window. I replaced my basement right. windows with just a standard hopper tilt-in type window from Menards. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm. And that's the block. Correct. No, that would be a vinyl framed insulated glass window that you can open. I, you know, it's the, my windows in my basement, they're not egress windows. They're not considered egress windows. Glass block windows are great in certain instances. They, they offer a lot of security, a lot of energy efficiency. If all your basement windows are glass block and you're down in the basement and a fire starts upside upstairs, you're not getting out. Right. And right. the little the windows that I have, they're small, but I can open one, and I can guarantee you, if there's a fire in my basement, sir, I am either squeezing out that, or I can at least stick my head out, get some fresh air, yell, help, and and scream to my neighbors. But um, so I, you got to you got to decide what what's more important for you. I did get a glass glass block window for my bathroom. I use security glass block on Greenfield Avenue. I'm certain they would cover the Union Grove area. That's not too far away from there. Uh, otherwise, awesome. what's it called? Security. Security what? glass block uh, on Greenfield Avenue in or, West Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Green. Or is that? Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, if you were looking for, if you wanted to use operable windows, you could probably go to uh, a Siding Unlimited. Do you guys do glass <laughs> yeah. block or basement windows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Siding Unlimited, a contractor. Um, Find somebody in your area there or or a big box store and see if they have somebody that can do an install for you. Okay, so another question. So I am having, like, cracks in my basement um, walls. Okay. This house was built, like, in 66, and it's and there is cracks in there. But, like, my husband's been monitoring, and it hasn't moved in years. Okay. What is your thoughts on that? Still replace it? I think it's just on the south side. Well, if there are cracks, and and even if they're really, really small, but you can't tell, glass block windows are great for telling you if your basement <laughs> walls are moving. Because if you put glass block what windows, and if the walls move in and out a little bit based on how wet or dry, the glass blocks will crack. So um, maybe get your basement oh, evaluated yeah. to see if it is moving. Call Accurate Basement Repair. They would uh, They would come out and take a look. 
And they could actually help you with the glass box windows, too, I believe. Huh? Yeah, there you so, go. Oh, okay. So that's accurate, accurate basement. Accurate basement. They're out of St. Francis. All right, Sylvia. Thanks for the call. We do need to get over to the newsroom, but uh, that was a good question. And we take more, 855-616-1620. But Patrick Kane is in waiting over there, waiting to give us the news. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Dayton. More of your questions next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you. If you just are waking up, uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away last night at the age of 76. Sad day for everybody. A lot of great music put out over the years. So our thoughts going out to his family and friends. I guess they were all around And all the parrot heads. Yeah. And all the parrot heads raising a a margarita today in celebration of his life. So Uh, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. Dayton Kane and David Nason here with you. We do have a text that asks about getting a home evaluated for heating and cooling performance yeah so when they're talking about that they're just saying zones of the house things aren't heating properly so the first thought goes to a heating contractor right right jason fox from capital heating cooling's on here all the time they could send a person out uh, out and take a look at your home give you some kind of an evaluation some people like to have a little more of an independent person come out and look because whether whether you you can have the most honest person, but contractors are always a little biased because that's what they do. Right. They're there to provide a service or sell products or services. So if you wanted to get somebody who's completely independent, you would want to have a home energy auditor. And if you look up uh, energy consultant, uh, home evaluator, there's one called Home Perfect. You could call them. Um, Can't you go to Focus on Energy? You too? could go to Focus on Energy. Uh, it's homeperfect.net is the website of this company. Focus on Energy is also a good one as well. It's Focus on Energy is partially funded by all of us who pay utility bills. Yeah, uh, but it is so. It's not. It's not part of We Energies, but it's partially funded by. Our Wii Energy bill. So. I got lucky because when we did all our insulation in our attic and we sealed off our crawl spaces and insulated mm-hmm. all the rim joists and everything, Focus on Energy came out to check their work. It was just they randomly yeah. choose different contractors to go check mm-hmm. to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to. So I got kind of the freebie guy. Sure. He came out and did nice. it, and he's like, everything looks great. I'm like, good. And so you, now I have a peace of mind of knowing sure. my contractor did it correctly. And, and if you go to the, the Focus on Energy website, there are things that you can – request quote unquote free i say free because because you're paying a little bit on your utility bill into that you're just really getting some of your money back right. so you know free light bulbs uh these really cool um, outlet strips that help you monitor your energy usage oh. and some of the i think you can they have a timer in them or something to control how much energy you're using so some pretty so, cool stuff on there speaking of energy efficiency Let's get back to EFs. Sure. So exterior insulation finishing system. That's what it means. Right. So this was originally meant to be an exterior insulation. Right. And then they put like a fake stucco finish over a the synthetic top. synthetic stucco. Yeah, that we to, call it. to make it look. So there's not a ton of it in Wisconsin. Yeah. Should, and even though when people run across it, they don't know how to deal with it a lot of times. Like you said, there's not a lot of inspectors around right. that know about it. When people get called, certain contractors won't even touch it right. because they don't want to they don't know how to really quite deal with it. Relocation companies for you know, 
executives of businesses that are getting relocated, those companies will only buy that house if it's had a third party inspection done. Really? Yeah. So so why is that? Why cuz it's pretty prevalent. If you go to Arizona, no, like yeah, it's, all over, it's all over the place. You go to Texas, it's there is it better for southwest dry heat than it is Wisconsin or why why don't we use it as much? Typically because it's a stucco type product, so it's going to resist the sun a little bit better. Uh, there's not as much moisture down there. So this is a product that's a great product. Around here, we really only see it on higher-end homes right? and light commercial. So your strip malls and some standalone buildings, your Paneras and things like that, you're seeing it on there. Uh, because a commercial contractor is going to be probably more familiar with it as far as putting it. You're going to have an architect involved. They specify it. So that's why I'm doing this inspection Thursday. The architect put it in the the project specifications that it has to be inspected. You really you're not seeing that on a residential home. You, you might have an architect on it, and that's why on a higher end home you might have an architect. But your right. typical home being built today, builders building it, they got all their subs. The only inspection that's being done is the building inspector, and he's not. Uh, nothing against our building inspectors in in Wisconsin. A lot of them go through a lot of training, a lot of experience. But they're not certified to inspect an EF system. It's just that's just a reality, right? So it's a it's a great product, and it's it it is a foam insulation on the outside of the building. So that is what adds the thermal uh, energy uh, efficiency to the to the building. Anytime you're putting, even when you guys do insula- uh, siding, if you can put some foam insulation yeah, on the outside of the of the sheathing, outside of the studs, you're essentially wrapping that entire home. In some insulation, the the wall cavities are insulated great, but you the reality is studs have some thermal uh, conductivity, right. cold and heat from outside to inside. So when you can when you can wrap that outside, you're going to get a whole lot more air. So if it's just like any other uh, siding you're putting up on the outside of your house, if it's not put on correctly. Right. It can trap water in behind. You need it to be able to drain, yeah. which they found out there's yeah. better systems than when it was first starting right. to get installed, just like every product. Every yeah. product goes through a growing phase, right, right. where they're like, oh, this, Re-engineering. Is, this is great, but we're, yeah. we now we need to, to do this. And yep. so it's come a long way. But so if you have it on your house, don't freak out. Right. You know, if it was installed properly, great product. Um, but it is hard to find people that yeah. are willing to work with it. Yeah. And if you just need some repairs, if you do have it, I could do an inspection for you, but if you want to know what it's going to cost to fix it or repair it, the a great company here in the Milwaukee area for doing repairs on this product is Creative Construction. They're in West Dallas. Uh, I know the owner very well, Bingo Emmons yeah, is his good name. Guy. And he and his, his family, he's a fifth-generation plasterer, stucco. This is what they do. They don't do new work. They only do repairs, and they're very good at it. Yeah. So. Creative construction. Love those guys. All right. It is 742. We need to take another break. A couple segments left this hour, and then we're joined by a guest. So get your calls in, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. It is the Fix-It Show. This is WTMJ. Like a user's manual on the radio, it's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Jimmy Buffett eating that cheeseburger in paradise. Hopefully today. Might have to have one today. Oh, man. 
cheeseburger or, and a margarita. Or sail to one particular harbor. Tribute. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Jimmy Buffett passed away peacefully last night at the age of 76. Dayton mm-hmm. Kane, David Nason here. You can find the Fix It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So check it out there. If you missed the first part of the show, you can always catch up on it. I know that the guy sitting across from me right now is a consummate building inspector. And here's how I know. This week, I built a little lean-to shed <laughs> out in my back 40 uh, that is housing nothing but a couple big pieces of equipment that I didn't want in my regular shed. And the first thing he says is, that slope isn't big enough or high enough to shingle. <laughs> <laughs> he put shingles on and it's almost flat. Uh, it's it's got at least a two grade on no. it. No. At least a two. I I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to take my gauge when I get yeah, back home and I'll figure not. it out. No. But I put ice and water on the there boards. It'll keep yeah. it. It'll be fine. Right. But it was free. I wasn't going to pay. It was right. all free stuff I found and gathered to build this shed. It, it's a curse. <laughs> uh, we, we, my wife and I, or my family, we go places, and, and my wife will tell me, "Now, don't say anything about their house, you know, <laughs> right. or, or, are you really going to check the GFCI in their bathroom when you go to the bathroom?" Oh, yeah, of course goodness. I am. So but, it is right. Like <laughs> right. when I, when I, I mean, I did radio full time yeah. for twenty five years, and every time I listened to the radio, my wife would be like, "Can you just stop?" Mm-hmm. Can you stop commenting on that radio station? Sure. Can you just listen and enjoy? I'm like, no, right. I yeah. can't. They, they did this wrong. Oh, that was yeah. good. This not. What, 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 why would they do that? It's it is. It's a curse when you're when you're an expert when you've done something yeah. as long as you have. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Well, inspecting, I mean, it, inspecting for ten years. Ten now. years. Yeah. But but in prior, the housing business, doing right. fixing things. And 20, so I graduated years? from the School of Architecture in 91, got right into doing design build work. Yeah, so, so I was, you've been doing I was this. going into houses and meeting with people, designing additions, kitchen remodels. and um, Yeah, so that's and, when you know you're an expert. Right. When you've done something 30 years, you can't and, help yourself. Yeah, and you realize after a little while when you go into somebody's house and you're talking about it and you, and you say something like, oh, I wonder why they did that. And the homeowner says, oh, I never noticed that before. <laughs> Well, now that's going to bother me. Yeah. And I'm oh, wow, what yeah. did I say that for? So you really got to bite your tongue and not point things <laughs> out, like uh, some detail that the builder did or something. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's going to bother me now. And and the thing is, it's either it's either going to be something that you can't fix right, or it'd be really expensive to fix. And now they're, now they're going to see it forever. And, yeah. and they never really saw it before. <laughs> yeah. No, I just laughed when the first thing out of your mouth was, you can't shingle that. It's not a big enough pitch. I'm like, dude, it's in the middle of the woods. Nobody cares. We're fine. All right. We have one segment left. And who are we getting joined by at 8 o'clock? Julie Arnstein from Wahi. Okay. The executive director of Wahi. All right. At 8 o'clock, we'll be joined by Julie. But we have one more segment to get your calls in, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. It's a Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Yes, I Call with your problem. We'll try to solve it. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Gotta listen to this one a while. Yeah, it's a good one. Jimmy Buffett passing away peacefully last night with his friends, his family, his dogs around him at the age of 76. So. Right, looks at 40. I'm past that now. All right. Yeah, you're looking at 40. <laughs> 55. Looking at 
60? Uh, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Dayton Kane and David Nason here taking your calls and texts. This one says uh, from the 920, I need to replace a fire door in my garage. Do I need to change the whole frame or can I just replace the door? Very good question. So uh, anytime you have an attached garage to your home, we were supposed to have fire separation between the garage and the house. When did that start? Because I go into a lot of houses yeah. that still have the old wooden door in there that yeah. aren't. That's a that's a really good question. I, I should I should find that out to know because it's got to be somewhere in the mid seventies or so. Those old doors that you see, they're solid door. They're probably a mineral core that that would qualify as a oh, okay. fire door but they don't have the tag or the label gotcha. on them. So I'm always looking for the labeled fire rated door. That's telling us that it's a fire rated door. And so if you if you want to look, go out to your your door between your house and your garage and you'll see a metal tag. It's on the edge of the door and on the frame. So that tells you right there the fire door is a system. So you cannot just replace the slab. It is a, they make the door and the frame together. They mill it all together. As you mentioned, the hinges are special. So, and it's weather stripped all the way around. So the only way to replace that is the whole frame. Um, and it's, you know, fires are, they are more likely to start in your garage. You're storing right. your lawnmower, your snowblower, cans of gas, your car. And Paint so we, cans. Yeah. So that wall between your house and garage should have five eighths inch drywall taped at least one layer of tape and mud drywall compound on the joints and then a fire door no penetrations through that wall if those there are any they should be sealed up shouldn't have any duct work or pipes or anything going through there electrical conduit by its metal that'd be okay but no plastic pvc if you got a radon system there should be a fire collar around it kind of all part of it that whole wall is a system then that door is an important one can't have any glass in your door unless it's fire glass and fire glass has that metal wire in it so quite honestly whenever you're replacing a door if you can do the whole frame everything at once because things get unsquare they get beat up they get you're going to put in a slab and then you're like well this doesn't close right well yeah because that frame is all wonky because it's been in there for 20 25 years and and if they need somebody to install it you guys install yeah siding unlimited can do that for you if you need somebody but you if you buy one put it in yourself yes you should uh replace everything right not just the slab of Mm -hmm. the door so good good question though right eight five five and i was going to say it just when i worked at kelman restoration i remember we had a job where the the people they had a fire door in the while they had a fire in the garage but the wall was open up into the attic it was a ranch home and they just the way things worked out they did not know a fire had started in their garage until a neighbor from across the street came over and pounding on their door get out they were you know, in the house. They were in the house. The attic was on fire, and they didn't even know it. That's crazy. Because the that wall was open. Right. But the, the door was there. That was fine, but the wall was open. So it isn't that whole fire is a safety issue, so sure. it's important to, to make sure that's intact. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. Next hour, we started off with Julie Arnstein from uh, Wahi. She's the executive director. Going to talk a little bit about what they're doing these days, and then we... Open it up again to all your calls and texts. So thanks for listening to our number one of The Fix-It Show. This has been The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.
This is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you The Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Hour number two, sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being here. If you do have questions this hour, 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. But right now, we're joined by Julie Arnstein, the Executive Director of the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors, shortened up to be Wahi. Wahi. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Julie. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on today. You bet. So as I've said on the show uh, a few times that I am currently the president of our association. So it's a it's a volunteer organization, an elected position. So I'm president for the next two years, but Julie is the executive director of WAHI. And what does that mean, Julie? What do you do for the organization? Well, to, to start off, um, I... I pretty much do everything, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. You make David look um, good. That's what you do. Right. I, I, I handle their management. Uh, excuse me. I handle their membership. I manage their website. I um, coordinate all of their trainings and chapter meetings. So yeah. I wear I wear a lot of hats hats for the association. Um, and I'm thrilled to say my role with Wahi came about through the prior host of this show, right. Tom Faza. Uh, Tom is one of the founding members of WAHI, and back in 1999, the association was growing rapidly, and it just became way too much for a handful of volunteers to manage. Tom and I were working together at the time. He suggested me to the group, and... I'm happy to say I've been here ever since. Yes, and and everybody that I've known in YV that uh, has a role in leadership has always said that, as as she started by saying, she runs everything, and and, and we're so thankful to have Julie as as our um, as our executive director. So as we said, Wahi, what what is Wahi, Julie? Well, um, as Dayton said, Wahi is the acronym for the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors Incorporated, and while home inspectors do make up the majority of our membership, we also have tradespeople and service providers in our association as well, and that partnership has provided great resources, not only for our members, but for their clients, too. Um, to be specific on our home inspector members, Obviously, they provide their services to buyers um, in a real estate transaction, but also to sellers. Uh, Sellers occasionally want to get ahead of the game in the hope of streamlining their sale and eliminating any potential surprises. And then there are homeowners who have no immediate intention of selling, who probably suspect some work is needed at their home and would like some guidance on the order of their to-do list. Um, 
as far as you know why he's start um that came back goes back to the mid 90s when rumors were circulating that the industry was going to become a licensed profession prior to that time anyone could perform a home inspection in Wisconsin in any manner they chose and um when it became clear that legislation was coming, then a handful of Wahi inspectors worked with the state in developing the standards of practice and the state statutes or laws that were put in place at that time. All right. And so what is, what is Wahi's mission? There's, there's, I know there's three parts of it. Uh, tell us what those are that we're really right. trying to do. Sure. I would say our main day-to-day focus is education. Always has been, always will be. Um, Second, I would say, is advocacy. We have continued to further our working relationship with legislators and the government departments that oversee our industry. And I am super proud to say that we have earned a a very well-respected voice in Madison And third is fellowship. Um, Most home inspectors are sole proprietors. There's no break room um, (laughs) to talk about something they may have seen uh, for the first time on an inspection. And our monthly uh, monthly meetings, our biannual seminars, they just provide a great opportunity for inspectors to gather and talk shop. Um, it goes without saying that online education is, is here to stay. And we, we do offer that as well. But why he still believes in um, the, the tremendous benefit of in-person meetings and training programs, you know, for that, that personal interaction. Right, right. Well, we, we need to take a break, Julie, but if you could hang on until sure. after the break, we'd, I just want to get into that education part of it. That's really I'm I'm big about that. I love to learn as much as I can, you know, which I so I can answer questions and things. But uh, uh, we will take a break. What is the website? Wahi Group. It is. Oh, go ahead, Julie. <laughs> I was just going to say what David just said. It's wahigroup.com. So it's W A H I G R O U P, like a group of home inspectors. Wahi Group. All right. We'll be right back with Julie. It is. Uh, the Fix-It Show, 814 on WTMJ. If it needs fixing, we can help. It's The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. I do have to say a big thank you to my Uncle Jeff, who took me to see Jimmy Buffett last year at Alpine Valley. I got to do the party in the parking lot twice, because we went the first time it got rained out. Oh, the party yeah. went on all yeah. day, and then the show got canceled, and then we came back a oh, month or two later. Cool. And, did the actual show, but Jimmy Buffett passing away peacefully last night at the age of 76. So on with us this hour uh, for another segment here is Julie Arnstein, the executive director of WAHI. And we started talking about the training that you guys right. do. Education and training. Uh, I said, I, I try to get to every training and seminar that I, that I can. Um, I won't get into it, but I met Tom Faza at a seminar 10 years ago and the rest is history. But um, so, Julie, tell us a little bit about the education training that we have coming up here and or what we do, and then we have one here in Milwaukee. Sure, sure. Um, as far as just a, a general little background on, on Wahi and, and the education we provide, 
when licensing did start out back in the 90s, um, continuing education was a requirement at that time. And Wahi jumped on that immediately and quickly, again, proud to say, quickly became recognized as a very well-respected education provider uh, through our local chapter meetings, as well as uh, two-day training uh, events that we, that we run. Our programming focus then and now is Wisconsin. Things like Wisconsin building practices, uh, the differing soil content around the state, and Wahi's dr- pretty dramatic climate, uh, excuse me, Wisconsin's pretty dramatic climate changes and the impact that that has on home systems. Uh, there are even regional differences mm-hmm. in building practices in Wisconsin. And our five chapters around the state address those at their monthly meetings as well. Um, David just referenced an upcoming training that we have. Well, in 2021, new legislation was passed that now requires incoming inspectors to obtain 40 hours of pre-licensing education, with half of that being hands-on or field training. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a natural progression for Wahi to, to offer that training as well. And I'm happy to say we've conducted three successful pre-licensing training so far and um, have our fourth scheduled for this fall. Um, it'll be November 6th through November 10th in Milwaukee. Um, Needless to say, our class meets the state requirements, but also includes a complimentary trial membership in Wahi. We also offer our attendees a complimentary chapter meeting in their local area. And then um, in addition to that, a complimentary um, attendance at one of our seminars. Right. So it's a great opportunity for anybody who has uh, a thought or an industry interest as uh, being a home inspector as a primary uh, occupation or, or even part-time. And uh, and I can attest that it has been great for me. I've been doing it 10 years now. I love it. Um, and and it's a Wahi's a great spot. Uh, check us out. There's information on the website. They can learn about the training that uh, Julie just talked about. We'd love to have people join us. Um, show up at one of our meetings as a guest, um, right? We can have people in the Milwaukee area. We meet every month, as Julie said. Uh, happy yeah, to have absolutely. people. Right. So, yeah, I went as a guest with went, your guest yeah, one time. Right. Very friendly people. Everybody was welcoming, and it was a, it was a good night. So yes. I need to hit that up that, again one more time. <laughs> right. That's what I, I always describe Wahi as the most congenial group of competitors. Let's call it what it is. I mean, it is an association made up of people all doing the same profession. And um, I have found in all of my years in working with Wahi that the goal of our members is for, um, in order for the industry to be viewed as a professional, respected industry, we need the people performing the inspections to be the best they can be. And I, I just find our members to be so willing to help a new inspector and share their experiences. We've got some of our seasoned inspectors who tirelessly will take 
a new inspector under their wing to help them be the best they can be. Sounds like a great group. So check it out. Wahegroup.com is the website. Julie, we thank you for being on the show. Thanks for being on, Julie. I'll see you at our next chapter meeting here September 12th, right? Yes, it is. And and before I sign off, I just want to thank you, David, for your kind words to me. It has been a wonderful ride for me and Wahi, and I always describe it as a labor of love. So um, thanks much for having me on. You bet. All right, thanks yep. for coming on. Perfect. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. More of your calls and texts coming up next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. It's my job. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. The amazing thing about Jimmy Buffett is you could play a different song every time we come back from a commercial break. He had so many great songs. Jimmy Buffett passing away peacefully last night with his family, his friends, his dogs, the music playing at the age of 76. So they obviously knew this was coming. We haven't heard what exactly has happened yet, but uh, yes. And we may not, not. just for privacy. Right, right. So uh, we just wrapped up with Julie from Wahi, and uh, you've got this. Tell me about the actual inspection training that you guys do. So the the pre-licensing training that she talked about is a five-day course, essentially, and it's uh, um, presented by two seasoned Wahi members who have been inspectors for 25 years or more. And so it's three days of in-class they're in a classroom learning all the technical stuff. And then they go out to, well, we, we find a house here in Milwaukee. And wherever we've done this, we've found a house. And we actually go to that house. And now the instructors are saying, this is what we're looking at. This is what we're, this is how we do an inspection. Not just sitting in front of a computer or in a classroom learning about what an inspection is. This is how we do it. So that's the Thursday. They're just the training guys. And then Friday, we do uh, now a whole lot of inspectors from around the state are going to come and we'll probably go to a different house and anybody who's a newer inspector can sign up for a one-on-one training with a seasoned inspector, go through the house with them. Hey, what am I looking for? Critique my inspection. And then the afternoon is a whole, a whole lot more inspectors are there and we break up into groups and we go around this house. And again, like, like she said, we're all competitors, but we really have the best you know, in mind for each other that we want, we want to learn. So if you've been around for a little while and at 10 years, I'm kind of in that seasoned inspector mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, and so the younger guy answer questions for, what do you think about this? Have you seen this before? Kind of thing. And then our Saturday is all day of in class where we have experts in, in a field an HVAC contractor or something. One of the more popular ones is Jesse Canizaro from Milestone Plumbing. She knows everything about plumbing, and she's just a great presenter. So we'll have somebody like that at these. So it's a great opportunity for somebody who, we, A, wants to become a home inspector, and then our, our existing inspectors to really get their uh, education that we have to have to maintain our license. All right, if you need a house to inspect, I'll cook the burgers and the brats <laughs> sure. on the grill for right. you guys when you come right. over. And Awesome. Well, I know you did mine a couple years ago, yep. but we've done some improvements. I know there's still more to do. Just offering that up. Yes. Wahigroup.com yeah, if you want to sign up for this. Right. Wahigroup, W-H-A-I group. And you can find com. an inspector there, too. There There's you go. a whole list of our, our membership. Time to jump over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Patrick Kane, ready to go. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Dayton. 
advice you can use. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Jimmy Buffett. If you haven't heard, if you're just waking up, Jimmy Buffett passing away last night at the age of 76. Was that Finns? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk about. So I saw on the television this morning as I was getting ready for the show. Now's the best time to buy outdoor patio furniture because they don't want to store it, right? The, right. the stores don't want to have to put it in a right. warehouse, so they want to sell it cheap. Like I saw 75% off. Like You can get some good deals right now if you've got the space to store mm-hmm. for next year. Now's the time. Got me thinking. It's We're the unofficial end of summer, summer here. Yeah. What should we be looking at for our houses when it comes to maintenance? We're probably going to be outside this weekend yeah. around the house, maybe doing a barbecue. I know it's going to be hot, so yeah. maybe we won't be as outside as much as we thought we were going to be. But we're doing a fire around our fire pit tonight. I hope it cools down enough that we're not like sweltering. But yeah. you know, every like you said, you'd probably be out barbecuing, maybe playing jarts in the yard. Jarts. <laughs> you know, I want to come to your okay. house if you still have jarts <laughs> and we can play. Right. Um, no, you'd be outside barbecuing, hanging yeah. out, yeah. maybe cutting the grass or some minor stuff. But everybody's got their phone on them these days. See, if you see some things, just snap a picture, make a list on your phone of stuff you need to do because really, this is the best time of the year to do those things on the outside of your house: painting, caulking, trimming some bushes back away from the house. It's it's is really it's a drier time generally. We've had a pretty dry summer. Although I think we've gotten caught up maybe on the rain. Oh, but yeah, because we had some really heavy yeah, rainfalls. We, we, we go dry and heavy rain and everything. But it is a it is a great time. Uh, and again, not maybe not this weekend or, or this weekend, but it's going to be hot. Do some caulking. Do some painting, scraping. Do some grading around your house. We I talk about that on every inspection. <laughs> every show almost every we house. talk about and it. Because you know, it's tell so people, important. Yeah, I tell people we could walk up and down your their street, whatever street we're on, and I could point at everybody's house. Somewhere around their house, the grading and drainage could be improved. And I said, you know what? My house, too. We could come to my house, and I'm sure it could be improved. It, my, mine's not perfect. It's pretty close, but it's not perfect. <laughs> So best time to do all that stuff, get a get a list, start doing some things. You got to do a little shopping or something for your materials and everything because in two months you won't be able to. Right. We get into November, maybe you can do a little bit, but really it, it, you might, you got to start being putting things away and, and getting ready for winter. So you don't want bare wood, you don't want missing caulk, check your flashings on, on places, and you got, you got any loose trim, aluminum trim. Uh, it seems like the little nails that they use for trim just seem to work their way out a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to you know, tap them back in. If a nail keeps coming out, you're like, hey, I just put that back in, take it out, maybe put a little caulk on the nail and, and then oh. stick it back in there. Or you can take, if you got a hole, stick a toothpick in it and then tap the nail in. So you want to fill that hole. Um, there's some ways you don't want to get out a big screw and stick it in there. That won't look so good, but right. there are ways to to take care of stuff like that. Is that a sign of anything we should be concerned about, or is it just the wind rattling the stuff so it loosens stuff? So wood, uh, as the wood dries out a little bit, it's actually squeezing on the nail and pushing it out. It also could be a, a sign that the wood behind it maybe has got some water in there. Short of taking all the aluminum trim off and redoing it, uh, but... That's that's the other thing. Make sure everything's sealed up. You know, caulking. 
water generally gets in at the top and works its way down. So if you're seeing something at eye level or something, you're like, boy, it looks like water's getting in there, but where's it? Look up. Right. What's above it? it? Yeah. So, cause I'm, I'm sure you see this people's they're, they're, they're getting water in on around a first floor window and you're looking at it, but you know what? It's probably leaking at the bottom of the second story window. Above right. It. If it's a wall of windows, it's leaking from above and coming down. So, so you got to kind of think about well one of one of the certification classes I took one of the instruct, instructors said when you're doing an inspection for exterior think like water cuz water I think he said something like water is very mischievous mischievous yeah it goes where it wants and does what it wants it takes the easiest path, yeah. And, but that may not be what your brain initially thinks of. Exactly. So somebody that I was in their house, they had a, a, a water spot right in the middle of their ceiling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, our roof must be leaking right above there. I'm like, no, it's probably leaking up higher yeah. and running down a rafter. and yeah. Or it's condensation that's happening sure. in between your ceiling and your roof. Yeah. And that's just the lowest point where it's dripping yeah. down off. Like, There's so many things. One of the hardest things to do is track down where water's water. coming oh, yeah. in. It's because tough. it doesn't always come in right where you see it. Like you yeah. said, it's and coming somewhere else. It takes the path of least resistance. Yeah. And once it makes that path, so water comes in, drips a little bit, stops, drips a little bit more, yeah. stops. But once it makes that path... Now it's a highway, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just gonna it not it's it's created that path of no resistance for it to just right. drain and, and get somewhere else, right? Just like a river, they don't go straight, yeah. right? Right. Because they found oh they hit the, this the, well the now I'm gonna go this way, yeah. Exactly. No, that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens as it's trying to get in your house as mm-hmm. well. So good tips for this time of year: get outside and like you said, you're probably not gonna want to do it this weekend if you've got family and friends coming over for stuff, but. Get the notes, take a picture so you don't yep. forget later when exactly. you're sitting out there with your beer on your patio and go, right. oh, that looks weird. Take a picture, send it into the show. Now, you know, you'd have to do it next week, but yep. send it in if you got a question. Hey, what about this? If you want to. By the way, we do this every week. Yes, from we do. From 7 to 9. <laughs> right. The Fix It Show on WTMJ. Thanks for listening this morning. It's only David Mason and Dayton K. It's care. The Fix It Show on WTMJ. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Jimmy Buffett and Alan Jackson, 5 o'clock somewhere. Yep. Jimmy Buffett passing away last night at the age of 76. Uh, look at this. 855-616-1620. The old National Bank talking text line says, good morning. It's a great fix-it day. Definitely. It's a good way to start a text. It says, I'm putting an outdoor railing on three steps. I know that the height of the railing should be somewhere between 30 and 38 inches from the step, which, by the way, he learned on the Fix-It show, but can't remember how far the railing should extend beyond the last or bottom step. Mike says, can you help me out with that? Right. So thanks, Mike. Good questions. Um, so as I always say, I'm not a building code inspector. I'm a home inspector. We look at the condition of things. So what he's talking about more is probably towards what would a building inspector look for when you're doing a railing. And if you have a question, in every once in a while I get questioned, it's more the consulting stuff I do, and i got to look up our building code. It's very easy to look up the state of Wisconsin's uh, building code. It's if you type in WI and then UDC and then whatever it is. So, so railings. You type that in, and the the search engine will come up uh, the link to our building code, right? The uniform dwelling code here in Wisconsin, different than the rest of the country, and because um, we're special, <laughs> right? So for residentially, there's our code doesn't specify how far that has to extend. That's more of a commercial or an ADA requirement. Uh, and that was 12 inches yeah, past. Right. Which, 
you'll see that if you if you pay attention to the railings and things in commercial spaces, malls, or wherever there's steps, you'll see that handrail come down. It comes down and then it extends horizontally for mm-hmm. about twelve inches. Same thing up at the top. If you're doing it at that home, you know, at your home, that might seem a little cumbersome. It's sticking out here or there, or it's a little harder to support because it's sticking out so far. Right. I would say on your steps, and by the way, our code says when you have more than three steps, that's the wording, more than three steps, you have to have a railing. So technically, with three steps, you are not required to have a railing. So, uh, and, and anything over 24 inches, you don't have to have a railing. So our code allows people to fall 24 inches. <laughs> I was trying to joke about it. So it's a good idea from a safety standpoint to put a railing around anything yeah. that's elevated. But, um, so I would say when you walk up to that step, you want to be able to put your hand down and grab that handrail. Right. And so, so maybe even with the stair. Even with the end of the stair. Yeah. Same thing up at the top. And there's a difference. The, the handrail is what you grab. A graspable handrail. Yes. A guardrail is what keeps you from falling. Gotcha. So the guardrail can't have has to have spindles or something with openings less than four four and three eighths inches or less. So a small child can't fit through it. And the grant the handrail has to be something that you can grasp grasp. So I think it's like two and three eighths inches maximum diameter that you can grasp. Not a two by four laying flat or horizontal or something. But. So I would think, here's a good way to think about it. Your elderly grandparent uh, yeah. who is five foot six <laughs> right. and has to get up that stair, yeah. where would be the best place for them to grab yeah. to be able to pull the, because that's who really, you know, the, yeah. the younger you are, hopefully the easier it is for you to get up a exactly. step, but you're really relying on railings and things mm-hmm. when you're older. Exactly. How does that help that person trying to get up that step? Right. But if you want to, if you want to meet code, like I said, that's a very easy thing to look up. Wisconsin UDC stands for Uniform Dwelling Code. Went into effect in Wisconsin June first, nineteen eighty. So if your house is like mine, yours too, I think, built before nineteen eighty, yeah. it's considered uni- um, legal nonconforming. Doesn't yeah. conform to our current building code, but it's legal to be there. There you go. That's why you need to inspect my house again. I've, 1940. We could do it's, a, it's a little bit older than yeah. 1980. Right. <laughs> right. Right. All right. That was a great question. Thank you for that. We do have one segment left. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is a Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Get her done. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Big storms coming soon. I passed out in my hammock and got a slept away past noon. Gotta love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett passing away last night at the age of 76. Dayton Kane, David Nason here. Got another text here at 855 616 1620. It says, Hi, I don't know if David would answer this. Yes, he will. We will. Uh, a northern. White pine fence was put in about 10 years ago. We got pictures with this, yes. by the way. That's always awesome. helpful. It appears that the fill around the post was about six inches of rock and concrete pieces and soil filled in. It looks like wear is already taking place on the buried parts of the post. That'll happen. One person told me that concrete mix would be sprinkled around the post at water added. We'll send photos. So thoughts or suggestions on what you should do here. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, when you put wood into the ground, yeah. into dirt, into cement... It starts yeah. rotting away eventually. Yeah, and, and a uh, northern white pine is 
like a sponge. It's pretty soft <laughs> yeah. wood, yes. Yeah, you got if you're going to put some anything into the ground, it's got to be treated or at least something that's more resilient to uh, water. Cedar right. is pretty resilient, redwood, things like that. But but honestly, looking at his photos after ten years, it's not as bad as I thought it was yeah, going to be it when I could be started reading. So yeah, they're starting to rot and deteriorate at the bottom of the post. I personally don't think just putting a concrete mix around the bottom of the post only for the reason, as he as he said, sprinkle concrete mix, water added. Well, the problem here is the water, right? And whether you're adding the water or just rain and snow around this, the bottom of these posts need to be sealed up. Um, because the concrete would just be if you needed some lateral support, if you're trying to firm things up. It doesn't sound like that's the problem. We're trying. What he needs to try to do is um, seal that wood, that bottom part of the wood, to prevent any more water from getting into that. So, I would go to your local paint store. You know, I'm not sure where he's he's texting from. Um, you know, if you got a, a paint store, whether it's a Home and Lindsay or Sherwin Williams. Find a product that can seal that up, maybe a, a tar-type product. But you might have to dig down a little bit, a few inches down. As far as you can. Or as far as, so you can seal yeah, it, it as far down as you stuff. can. Yeah, and seal them up as best as possible. I always tell people when they're looking at getting a fence installed, the most important part of the fence, is, everybody looks at the look of it, yeah. the design of it. Is it tall enough? The most important part is the posts and yeah, how they're the put structure. into the ground because that is the structure mm-hmm. that keeps it upright. Right. So if you could do everything else right, but the post is just buried in the mm-hmm. dirt, you're gonna your fa- your fence is gonna fail exactly eventually. I yeah. mean, all fences will fail eventually, right. but we're trying to extend it as long as possible. So the more wood you can keep out of the moisture, right. the better. And and then just like your house, once if you seal that up and everything, if you want to put some dirt or maybe some concrete around it, something that has a slope away from the post. Yeah, that Again, helps to get the water to to drain away. So you, you don't want it to be. A depression around the post where For water, sure. you know, like a pool of water around the post that you don't want. Yeah. That'll cause problems. Great questions. Always good to see pictures. If you're texting us, you can send in pictures because it helps us figure out what you're trying to accomplish. All right. That about does it for the show. David, tell people how they get in touch with you if they want to get involved. Definitely. My website, probably the best way to, to look me up, find out a little more about me. If you haven't heard it here on the show, bestinspectionsllc.com. There is a contact form on there. If you're looking for a home inspection, there's a there's a tab, book now. doesn't actually book the inspection, but it gives me all the information I need to know about your house that we can schedule something. My number's on there, too, 262-443-8958. All right. We'll see you next week. Yes. Have a great weekend. See you, Jimmy. Yeah. I'll be, be having a margarita, a and a margarita cheeseburger. or something definitely this weekend. That's what you need to do to celebrate. Right. All right. Coming up next, Rose Gray. I think she's back from her travels, although she's always gone somewhere, it seems yes. like. Uh, Fox World Travel Show coming up next after we check into the WTMJ Breaking News Center. This has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.